continue with our daily Bible reading on this Monday, the 28th of March. Uh, uh, this day after the Lord's Day as we begin our week uh, as we should uh, in God's house, being around the Word of God and receiving the Lord's Supper and being in the fellowship of believers and, and uh, uh, hearing us all say together, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and all things visible and invisible. Um, and, and professing that faith and, and knowing that we're not the only ones who believe that and, and setting us apart from the rest of the world that doesn't know for sure about God or, or has some other uh, uh, inaccurate pictures of who God truly is than, than the triune God that you and I worship and and uh, being around uh, his His word of forgiveness and, and also being uh, commissioned again to go out and to be the light of the world and to be those people who live uh, uh, as, uh, as children of God. We, uh, we dealt with the, uh, the, the prodigal son and certainly in, uh, in our gospel reading and certainly in that example we saw uh, what we shouldn't do and, and learning to trust our father and learning to obey our father and doing what our father says and, and believe our father and trusting him even in those things that we don't fully understand knowing that truly fathers knows best for us. Well, we, we delve into his word in the same way too and I pray Zachariah has been a blessing to you. We're about ready to finish up with that and then we're going to get into the gospel of John as we, as we move our way into Good Friday and, and into Easter too. So I think that'd be really appropriate for us to remember that. So we're in chapter 13, a short little chapter that really kind of ends wrapping up what we read in chapter 12. We read about uh, um, God coming and bringing salvation. And of course, that's only going to happen uh, uh, ultimately in, in the Lord when he, when he comes to us and, and when we, um, we learn to put our total trust in him. And then ultimately to know that all of our enemies, because we're still in the midst of our enemies right now, uh, will be defeated and, uh, and Christ wins the victory on that last day when he comes back. So notice it starts out in verse uh, verse 1 of chapter 13, on that day, and it talks about a fountain that cleanses us from sin and uncleanness. Um, and of course, we know exactly who that is, that that's what Christ does. Uh, when he comes and sheds his blood for us and dies for us, he provides that fountain that's filled with blood. Uh, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin, the Bible tells us, uh, blood being symbolic of life, that he gives his life for us. Uh, we know that uh, that that's still true today, that blood uh, symbolizes the life uh, that we have inside of us, and it's going to cleanse us. But notice it's going to take a, a putting away of all things that are contrary to the true God, and that's why he says in verse 2, on that day, declares the Lord of hosts, I will cut off the names of the idols of the lands. Now, idols is anything else that you and I put our fear, love, and trust in besides God, and there are many of those, and it isn't just the idols. He talks about the prophets and the spirits, too, uh, and others who would proclaim a false gospel that isn't the truth. And we got to be so careful about that in our world because there's many in our world too that are talking about a different God than the God that you and I know from Scripture and, and to be aware that, that we need to hold to that faith. And this is something, look at the end of verse 3, it says, And his father and mother who bore him shall pierce him through when he prophesies. Now that's exactly what happened to Jesus Christ. Um, he's the one that was pierced through on our behalf. He was pierced through by, uh, by Satan and by those who follow Satan in this world. Um, I'm looking back on chapter 12 because it refers to piercing someone uh, in verse 10 of chapter 12 as well. Um, and how, how we're going to mourn for that uh, when we when we uh, get there at the cross of Jesus Christ and, and we see what he did for us. It certainly brings tears. We ought to bring tears to our eyes. But we know that through that death, God is going to bring new life. And so there's there's hope for us there. 
And then um, he, he warns us again in verses 4 and 5 and 6 about other prophets, if you will, who say they're speaking for God, who are not speaking the truth to us. They will even go as far as, look at verse 6, and, and have wounds on their back. If you remember in the, in the great duel between Elijah and the prophets of Baal, when uh, each one of them called out to their God to destroy the sacrifice, those who were the prophets of Baal uh, couldn't get their God, obviously, because he's not real, to come down to destroy the sacrifice. They even started beating themselves and cutting themselves, hopefully to get the gods the gods to uh, feel sorry for them. But of course, it never happened uh, them. And all that Elijah had to do was to call upon the true God. And that sacrifice, would have been, which had been soaked down again and again and again and again, God licked up all the water and he took the sacrifice and God won the day there. And hopefully many saw him. So uh, how's that going to happen? Well, God says in verse 7, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd. In other words, that's the good shepherd. That's Jesus, who is going to have to die on our behalf. He is going to be struck down. And Jesus even quotes the last part of this verse when he's talking to the uh, about his disciples, saying, They're going to strike the shepherd, that's me, and the sheep will be scattered. And that prophecy comes filled, fulfilled in Gethsemane, where the soldiers come to get Jesus. They arrest him, and all the disciples, run away from him, every single one of them. Um, you can read about that in, in, again in the Gospels. Um, but, but God is going to still come and Jesus is going to reign as that shepherd because he's going to defeat death on our behalf. You and I are going to have to go through trials, he says in verse 9. Um, there's going to be a fire that's going to be there for us. Uh, a number are going to fall away. He talks about that in verse 8. Uh, but God's going to use those trials in our life, that fire in our life, to refine us to refine us so that by faith we would proclaim what we see at the very end of the chapter. We will say, um, or God will say, they are my people. And you and I will say, the Lord is my God. Yahweh is my God. Um, so by the grace of God, we pray that that would, uh, that would happen in us too. We saw an example in the gospel reading again on Sunday, uh, where that prodigal son comes back to his father, like you and I coming back to our father, um, and, and finding the Lord there, one who saves us, who covers us in the robe of his righteousness. He puts on that, that signet ring on our finger, if you will, uh, making us his uh, precious uh, sons and daughters. And by the grace of God, uh, we go out then and, and live that life of, uh, of a disciple of Jesus Christ. So God bless you as you read. We're just about run, done with Zechariah. One more chapter we'll finish up tomorrow. And look at you. You've gotten through a number of books of the Bible um, already in these last number of weeks. And uh, what a blessing it is to know God's word. So God bless you as you continue to read.